Uh, we're here with another installment of the Mecca of the Podcast. I'm Mark Williams, and today I'm lucky enough to be around some really good guys. They run a program in New York City called New York Jayhawks. Um, to my immediate right, I have uh, Jay David, and he's the executive director of the program. And to his immediate right, I have Drew Metz, and he's uh, the program director at the Jayhawks. And I want to take this opportunity and thank you guys for stopping by, or us stopping by your establishment. Thanks for having me. And um, speaking about the program and how your program is making a different impact on New York City basketball and also the culture in and of itself. Um, so tell me a little bit about the Jayhawks program. I know you guys started maybe like 19 years ago. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about the program and where you see yourself in, in the whole ecosystem here in New York and also in the world. Our program's a little bit different. My uncle Andrew Lewis started it. He's a um, you know, big Queens guy. Uh, he's been here his entire life, and I've been in Queens uh, my entire life outside of high school. But our program originally started to so we can help and give some kids from the south part of Jamaica, and, uh, you know, kids from Brooklyn and things mm-hmm. like that, get them out of those areas and give them an opportunity to go and play other places. Mm-hmm. And we kept growing, kept growing. We still service that student, and now we have a little bit of a better talent mm-hmm. um, and different type of student in our program. So, um, you know, we've grown into what we are now, which is a more community-first basketball program, academic-first mm-hmm. basketball program, mm-hmm. um, with really good basketball players. So, it's, okay. it's so you're, you're exemplifying student-athlete? Yes. Uh, heavy on the student part? Yes, heavy on the student Heavy on the student part. Uh, Would you say that far too often New York City players are considered athlete students? Um, far too often everyone is considered athlete students. Yeah, I would agree with that. So it's not just New York City, I think it's a People, everything's New York City centric because I believe that we set trends mm-hmm. from New York City. So a lot of stuff is New York City centric, but everywhere I think they put the athlete before they put the student. You're the program director. Yes, sir. Um, and, and and where did you guys meet as far as aligning your your, your philosophies together and, and pushing the student athlete more so than the athlete student? So Jay brought me on maybe three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he presented me with what the program is three years ago, and I kind of make sure that he stayed on top of that. So. Our students have to bring books on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, they turn in phones at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to have a specific GPA in order to play in the tournament that weekend. So there's a standard academically that we follow and that we maintain all of our students from 17s down to 15s and 16s. Mm-hmm. They all know the standard. Um, and then their parents are supportive of the standard as well. Rhea, I think that when you look at New York City basketball, you see a lot of programs that are focused more on the, on the athlete component. When you look from the outside looking at it, it looks like your program is one that's true to that as far as the, um, the student-athletes. I know you guys are very connected with different prep schools. I know you went to a, um, a military school, and, uh, and that, that probably resonates with you as far as impacting the young men um, as far as their life is, lives are concerned. Can you speak about the importance of education in the real world? I just think that that's what we're here for, right? Um, I don't think basketball I think basketball is a vehicle mm-hmm. right and I think sometimes we get to we're not using that vehicle the right way right I think basketball is a vehicle that will allow for us to grow on and off before mm-hmm. right um, in your personal life in the classroom and through your trials and tribulations so I just think that we would prefer to use basketball as that mm-hmm. right we want to win games mm-hmm. we want to get kids scholarships but we want to build men in that process mm-hmm. right we don't want to just lose it um, as it's Many of your players have gone on to like Division three schools, yeah. um, and some of those Division three, contrary to popular belief, are pretty damn good basketball programs. Um, you know, you have your Williamses, you have your Bowdens, you Western. have your your, your, your school Colby's of the world. 
um, Amherst to the world, those type of schools. Uh, is that something you guys pride yourselves on, particularly as a program director, that you guys are getting students into schools that normal students may not be able to get into? I think the priority at the end of the day is to get the schools, get the kids in the schools that fit them, mm -hmm. um, whether it's academic level, whether it's athletically, um, whatever's the best fit for the students, whether it's D3, D2, D1, we just want to make sure that our kids get to school. So over the last nine years, we've gotten 90 kids into the school in the last nine years. Wow, so that's the priority for us, making sure that you go to the school where you can fit and you can be successful academically mm -hmm. and athletically. Do you think, now we're going to get to the meat, meat and potatoes of it, do you think that the academic component here in New York City has hindered our development basketball-wise? And, and when I say that, I mean like we have the Regents exams, we have all of these different distractions here in New York City. Is that all, 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 are they adversely affecting our basketball players? Yes. Um, I'm not a big fan of Regents. I don't understand the region. Maybe someone can, you know, when they see this, they can help mm -hmm. me understand it. Mm -hmm. um, you've been here for a while. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can help me. I don't understand the region. I don't think it doesn't make sense for the students to take it. Mm -hmm. um, I also don't like the fact that for athletes in general, right, we'll start there, that the New York City passing grade is 65. Yeah. That doesn't allow the student to actually push on and become successful, right. right? Or even have the opportunity to get academic, uh, athletic, or you know, grants, right. right? I don't like that. Right. Um, so anytime you speak to students, like he's passing these classes, but what do you pass? 66. Right, so right. that's not um, thing for me. That's not beneficial for me. So I don't like that. Um, Regents, the GPA, not a big fan of. Um, I would go a step further and say the support network. Right. For instance, at uh, let's say you go to a prep school, let's say you go to, I'm just choosing one, let's say you go to um, St. Thomas More. Mm -hmm. just, I just chose them. It's not an ad for you guys at all. Right. But um, they have um, staff on staff throughout the day that someone that's struggling academically can go to, unlike here in New York City, um, the public schools and some of the um, parochial schools. So the major difference between the preparatory schools here in, in New England are in Maple League schools in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. Delaware area, New Jersey area, is that those are on-campus teachers right. that stay on campus, right. meaning that they have 24-hour access to those students. Unfortunately, here, we don't have that. I understand everyone has families, so that's a little bit different. So they have to go home. Right. The prep schools just provide a different structure and support net mm -hmm. that the kids can use and, and attack. Right. Now, there are a lot of schools here in New York City that have that support system, mm -hmm. but for us in the inner cities, um, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Bronx, Harlem, mm -hmm. um, you know, just starting at a 65, that puts us at a disadvantage. Right. If you fail your regions, you don't graduate, that puts us at a disadvantage. Right. I just would like to see more things happen where we're putting the kids at an advantage, mm -hmm. right? Or at a spot where they can actually win, right? Um, as opposed to coming in and they're already behind the eight. Right. Right. As a program director, how do you meet that those those needs of academia as well as the basketball right, as far as providing that type of support for the for your players? The main thing is we challenge our student athletes um, to do very well in the classroom. Mm -hmm. um, we ask them to send us your grades. We want to see your grades, transcripts. Um, myself or Jay, we ask them to send we need to see your transcript. Mm -hmm. In order for you to play this weekend, we need to see your transcript. Mm -hmm. um, like I said before, bringing your, your work on the road with you. Um, make sure that you remember that you're a student athlete first. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind our students have all the time. Mm -hmm. You are a student athlete, you're a student first, that's what comes second. Mm -hmm. So in order for you to get where you need to go, 
or where you want to go, basketball, with basketball, you must do well in the classroom. Looking at your program from again from afar, is that <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of your players are still quote unquote your players. Um, and, and, and I'm speaking from experience of one, one, of, the, one, of, your, one of your main players in the beginning. Um, I know that he still calls you to this day, even though he's at UConn right now. Mm -hmm. um, is that something you guys pride yourselves on? Yeah. Um, so, like, I was I was watching this. Um, Monty Williams was mm -hmm. talking recently, mm -hmm. and he said that um, he doesn't understand why athletes use the word family because. Um, you're not really a family. Family's unconditional love, right? Mm -hmm. um, and he, it, it's the first time I've ever heard it and he made so much sense. But what I realized was that our culture, right, lent us to be where those young men still come back. Right. Nothing's perfect, right? right? But they still come back, they still call you for advice. Mm -hmm. They still continue to grow as young men as they you know, get through. Mm -hmm. uh, Mamadou was just here, we went to go spend Haitian Mother's Day with my family, he came with me. Mm -hmm. Um, he was fasting, couldn't eat. Mm -hmm. The first meal he had was with us immediately. Mm -hmm. His fast was done. Um, Hamadou, we still speak. Mm -hmm. All of our guys that just graduated, we speak to the majority of them. Mm -hmm. um, it's because we're in your life for the whole the, the long run. Right. So what happens is you run a program in high school. The guys go off to college. You don't see them as much anymore. Um, they're growing. You're growing. Mm -hmm. So you don't talk as much. But they still need that that figure in their life, right? right? Um, but we want to get you through to college. We want to get you through that pro process. We mm -hmm. want to get you through not just pro in basketball, but pro with Deutsche Bank mm -hmm. or pro with um, Monotomy's uh, hospital or mm -hmm. hospital special surgery. Mm -hmm. you know, I said Monotomy's one. But it's just we want to be able to help guide you through those because some of our kids have it, some of our kids don't. They don't have both their parents. Right. Or something might have happened where they've lost both their parents. We just want to make sure that we give them that outlet to stay in their lives. It's deeper than just basketball what we do on the floor or we ask them to do in the classroom. For example, it could be a player's birthday. Um, he graduated two, three years ago. I call him Jay, like I remember. Hit him up. Mm -hmm. That's birthday. Mm -hmm. Me and Jay calling us consistently even after they graduate. Right. Or they're calling us and reaching out to us. It's, this is it's really a family. Um, Want to maintain that relationship forever. Mm -hmm. It's not just about what you do for 15 years, 16 years, 17 years. When you go to college, after you graduate, you want to be able to be there to support your family. Right. You come support our family, come to our weddings, things like that. We'll speak upon that. So, you, you're, but, uh, something that you guys are doing different is that you're providing parents and also the students. I know that you at some point had a symposium with like, a panel yeah. of um, uh, uh, basketball people that was. We're starting out as basketball players, yes. now they want to real life, yes. and the ball stop. Uh, can you speak about how life transitions to life? Right. <laughs> um, I just think that when we're in basketball, in the world of basketball, we think that everyone does that. Mm -hmm. That's what everyone does because that's our fiefdom, right? Mm -hmm. Our world is basketball, right. so we think that everyone is in basketball, right. and that's not the truth, right? Right. So when we have these panels, the Morton Stat panel, um, the Jayhawk Athlete Summit. When we have these community service observations, it's to show them the other side of it. Right. What your responsibility is as a young privileged man, because whatever, whatever way you believe it, you're privileged, mm -hmm. right? If you live in 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 in, in Edenwall, mm -hmm. right? If you live in in Forty Projects, mm -hmm. you still have a roof over your head, yep. and someone doesn't. Right. You still have some kind of food, 
and someone doesn't. Right. You're still playing basketball and getting three to four, five, six thousand dollars worth of gear mm -hmm. over a stretch of four months. Mm -hmm. Someone is not. So whatever way you look at it, you're still a privileged person in some aspect. Right. So we just want them to be able to understand that, and so they can give back, and then take it to their friends and be like, "Yo, this is what I'm learning. This mm -hmm. is why you shouldn't do this. Right. Right. Or this is why you should do this this way." And that way they can continue to grow and they take that into their normal lives. Because we're building men. Exactly. I don't know if that's your mantra, it but is. it is. Yeah. Building men. Building men, yeah. You've been around nine, nine to ten years as far as the executive director, in some way, shape, or form, involved in the program. Has basketball changed? The actual on the court stuff now? Um, I don't know if basketball has really changed as much as everyone says it has. Um, and I don't necessarily believe that the players have changed mm -hmm. either. I think we have changed as adults. As adults, yeah, adults right? Messing up everything. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and accountability is a big thing, and I don't think anyone's really paid attention to that. The kids, when you're growing up, you grow up with something, right? Mm -hmm. So when we were growing up, you go outside, you go play with your friends, you get on the phone. Finally, when three-way comes, you call your boy three-way, he call his boy three-way, he call a girl three-way. Like nine people on the phone. Nine people on the phone, <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. Right. Now they got... Uh, uh, PlayStation, they got FaceTime, mm -hmm. they got Instagram, mm -hmm. and that has lent to a different thing. I believe that as adults, we need to hold them a little bit more accountable, mm -hmm. right, um, in their life off the floor. As far as the actual basketball, the style has changed because it's more threes. Mm -hmm. um, you're not using it big as much. Mm -hmm. um, and I just don't think dudes pride playing defense mm -hmm. as much either, right? Yeah, they don't play any defense. Right. Yeah. So, like, when you go play, you know, you see these highlight tapes and things like that. No one's really playing as much defense. So you're like, oh, that kid is really good. But when you actually step on the floor and you lace up and right. you deal with someone that has to compete and is saying to you, you're not just going to make a highlight on me, mm -hmm. they melt mm -hmm. because they're not built for that competition. I agree. Right. So I think that part is different. I think there's a lot of distractions from the game of basketball. Mm -hmm. uh, I know when we were all growing up, probably, we played basketball every day. Every day. Go in front of your house, shoot a loop in front mm -hmm. of your house, go down the street, go wherever. These kids have so many other things that they could be doing mm -hmm. that it takes away from their game and the game of all. Mm -hmm. Do you think that parents don't press upon them the need to get out there and get better at their craft? I'm sure parents try, but remember, kids don't really. How often do you see your mom and your dad in the span of a 24 hour day anyway? You wake up in the morning, right. good morning mom, good morning dad, you go to school, you go to school for from eight to three, yep. come back to school. I mean, come. you go to practice from four to seven. Yep. You come home, takes you two hours to get home, you eat, you go to sleep. Yeah. When did you see your parents? That you know, morning. Right. Good morning. So they can try to in, impress upon you as much as they can, but the world is what's actually raising you. Right. You know, and that's, an, that's something that's tough. New York City-wise, mm -hmm. how are we looking looked upon in, 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 in the world? Basketball-wise, I mean, I've seen a narrative that New York City is down, and every year I put out this tweet, like once a year, about how good we are mm -hmm. and things like that. Because I do believe that we're really, really good. Mm -hmm. uh, I think our kids leave though mm -hmm. for a variety of different reasons. Probably some of the academic right. reasons that you mentioned. Exactly, right. the academics. Um, New York's a hard place to live, yeah. right? Even now, it's still a hard place to live, depending upon where you live, right? That's hard, regardless. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it's a hard place to live for kids. Um, so a lot of them leave, mm -hmm. you know, um, and they want to go and get what they believe is better basketball or academics mm -hmm. or better training and mm -hmm. things. There's no space here in New York to do those kind of things sometimes. 
But like New York basketball is not as down as everyone believes right. it is. Like we have six EYBL teams here. We have a number of Adidas teams. We have a number of Under Armour teams, and, and and these teams are yeah. good. Yeah. In 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 this area, um, I think three to four of those teams qualify for Peach Jam. You know, I think uh, yeah, PSA, PSA, the Rens, um, the Delight, uh, Delight was very good, and they're always very good. Um, they did well. City it, Rocks was upstate City New York, Rock, yeah. um, and then you obviously have the players. Yeah. Um, you know, so what is it? Five in this area yeah. alone. Yep. Right, and then you, you know, so uh, places in New Jersey, obviously, but you know, those teams are really good. Um, we qualify. Both of our teams qualified for uh, the yeah, Adidas, Adidas finale, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, last year all three, last two years all three qualified. This year two qualified out of the three. If we consolidated our teams, could we be much better? I think if you consolidated the teams, you would be better. Mm -hmm. So here's my, my theory on consolidation, right? You consolidate and one of those teams is really good. Mm -hmm. I'm all for that. But I do not believe that you consolidate and then get rid of the rest of them because you take away opportunities for the young men that need that opportunity. Right, because everyone's not going to go to Michigan's exactly. Arkansas's and work, right? So that's the issue that I have when people speak about the What about the other kids? And then they say to me, well, back in the day, you know, we only had two or three schools. Right. Well, back in the day, the high schools, you can go to ISA as a college coach, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. No one talks about this. You can go to ISA as a college coach back in the day, yep. right or wrong, right? Then in the high schools, the high schools were stronger because our kids were staying. Yep. So the college coaches were coming here. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. And it's not like the prep schools weren't getting some of our kids anyway. Lamar finished the redemption. Yep. Right? Um, so they, they got a fair share of our kids too. But back then the the, the what you were getting was different. Mm -hmm. It was different. So you can have two or three AAU teams that were really good, but the atmosphere was different. Right. College coaches can come and see you right. at different places. Right. They can't do that now. Right. So you need those things. You want to piggyback what he's saying? I, I got a theory also. I think if you consolidate teams, that those consolidated teams can be any team in the country. That's my only point regarding yeah. consolidation teams, which only proves the talent that is still in New York. You can look at any list, and all these lists are subjective. Uh -huh. There's New York kids all over these lists. Uh -huh. that's, that's my only point. New York's basketball, I don't think it's down at all. The class of 2020 to 10 top 100 schools. New York. Yes. That's ten percent. Yes. That's pretty damn good. Yes. Um, we don't have the same pros, but we're getting. But that may not be our goal. Our, our, our goal is college, right? Right. That's the pros. Uh, it depends on who you speak to, right? Yeah, I don't care about them. You guys. I mean, for us, that's not our goal. It's an organic thing that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. right? I mean, I can believe it. I believe, I believe that Hamadou was special mm -hmm. when he was here. Uh, I believe Chris Ledlam is special, mm -hmm. right? John Kaminga. I believe Jonathan Kaminga is special. Musa mm -hmm. Cisse, mm -hmm. Andre Cabello, mm -hmm. Zed Key, Adrian Giffen, RJ Davis. Mm -hmm. I believe all of these kids are special, mm -hmm. right? They're not all in our program, right. but I believe they're special and I'm missing a bunch right. right now. But I don't believe that you achieve that pro goal only speaking about that now in high school. Right, I agree Because you literally skip everything in between. So, like, I don't use that word until that time comes. But now, the, 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 the narrative is the NBA is going to get rid of one and done. Right. 
So those plays that you mentioned may be the first class of the new era of one and done. But no more one and done. Excuse me, no more one and done. Will that change the narrative as far as us producing pros, or will it just oversaturate the whole the the the, the, the narrative that's already existed? Okay, everyone's going pro. Yeah. If you want my honest opinion, if they want, everyone everyone can go pro. All of all kids can play at some kind of professional level. Mm-hmm. Who is sustaining? And if you go pro and you don't last in the NBA, but you go overseas and you play, mm-hmm. are you a failure? So, no. Right. So the issue is changing the thought process. Mm-hmm. Our thought process, unfortunately, with some of our people, is if you don't make it, right, to the NBA, mm-hmm. and you're in the G League, and then you go make five hundred thousand dollars in China, that you're a failure. Yeah. And that's the issue that we need to change. Yeah. How do we change that? I just think it's just continuous education and 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 understanding that like, oh, man, you're making five hundred thousand in China. We're not back in Queens. Though. Yeah. Not living in a bed in a, in a two bedroom apartment with you and your four brothers right. and your mom and your dad, and you're doing something that you love that you would do for free anyway, right? And you have a degree yeah. most yeah. of the time. Mm-hmm. And basketball's bigger than just our country here. Sure. Basketball's a worldwide sport. A lot of people don't fail to realize that you can go anywhere in the world, live comfortably, and make a lot of money for yourself. Right, I agree with that big time. So you mentioned earlier that New York City or New York area has approximately 10% of the top 100 um, players in, in the country. And you mentioned some actual players and not, maybe a few of them play for you guys. Mm-hmm. And you're basically shouting out these other programs by yeah. mentioning the names. Is that something that New York City lacks as far as um, supporting one another? I would, program? Love, I would love for us to support each other more. I don't see any reason, like we're, we don't even compete in the same Circuit lane, right? Circuit, yep. We don't even compete in the same circuits. New Heights is an amazing program. Mm-hmm. Friends, PSA, Lightning, City Rocks, uh, Riverside, uh, Gauchos. Uh, I'm, I'm forgetting a bunch. There's so many really good programs um, in New York, and there's no reason that we should want to cut each other's heads off. Right? Why is that, though? Why, why are we cutting each other's heads I don't know if we consistently do it, but I think the competition sometimes, you know, you lose you lose yourself a little bit in the competition piece, right? I don't really, I don't get to that space because I'm super confident in who I am as a man mm-hmm. and what we do as a program, and it's very different than most of our counterparts. Mm-hmm. But every one of those programs are an amazing program in their right, mm-hmm. and we should all support them because as you support them, you're supporting their young men, right? right? And that's really what the goal is. So that's the reason that I have no issue with shouting out those teams. Mm-hmm. I have no issue with saying those teams. I'm happy that those teams are doing well, mm-hmm. right? Because when you're when they do well, those young men are doing well, right. and when they're growing and supporting, we're growing and supporting. Right. You know, so that's the thought process. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but Jay started um, New York New York Strong hashtag. That, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know if you know that. You probably see us tweeting that every now and then, right? Munch and I have um, been been tweeting that much for months. PSA been tweeting that for a while. Um, I just like I, I know to some people it sounds disingenuous, right? Because like how can you actually want other people to do well? Because you doing well doesn't stop me from doing well. You know what I'm saying? So I think. Oh, I know. So I think that like I just want I literally want everyone around us here to do so well, so everyone can understand like yo we still are that town. Yeah. You know what I'm that saying? is. Like, when you walk and you see that New York on somebody's chest, mm-hmm. like you're gonna get everything that you have coming to you. Right. And you're gonna remember us when we walk off that floor. So when we leave and you go play in your circuit, 
I want you to do well. Right. It's not gonna hurt me, right? But I want you to do well. I want new heights to go to Undarm and crack heads. Mm -hmm. You know, I want lightning, I want PSA, I want brands. I want them to step into that gym and say, yo, we, we here. here. Yeah, we here. City Rock, same thing. Like even though they're across the water, they still part of that New York, New Jersey. I want the players to go and do what they're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Riverside, they played on, on goal this year. Mm -hmm. Okay, what? Mm -hmm. D one New York City. That's the you know, that's that's my man Gooch team. Uh D you know right? saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they top five in the country. Mm -hmm. You know? Um it, it, we were the only top five in the country Adidas program in this area for a long time, for the last three years. Mm -hmm. And we started out silver, we were still nationally ranked. Mm -hmm. We were under armor then we went to Adidas Silver. You wanna see that everyone do well. Because like organically, you're going to do well because they do well. Agreed. And to follow with that, something I learned from Jay Munch, uh, Eyes Crossed from the New Heights, um, there's different kids for different programs. Right. So a New York Jayhawk kid is not a PSA kid or a New Heights kid. Right. Because we are big on the student athlete right. piece. Not saying that other programs are, but that's a high, high priority for us. Right. These other guys may be pump pumping out high, high major kids, mm -hmm. which is great. Mm -hmm. If all of us are successful, it just looks better for the entire New York City tri-state area. And in early June, you guys had like a, uh, an event in, yeah. at, at Lujai, um where you had like New York City programs all came together and they basically had like a quote unquote the collision. Yeah. Um, uh, was that hard for you guys to get to get that done? No, it wasn't. Like I said, it's the, sec it's the second year that we've done this um, tournament um, and we had this tournament. We had about 34, 35 teams mm -hmm. and each one of those programs in this area has sent Last year they sent you know, multiple teams. This year, um, I know the Rents sent their 15U, PSA mm -hmm. sent their 15U, uh, D1 New York City sent their 15U, Gaucho sent their 15s and 17s, um, New Heights um, sent their 16s. Uh, obviously, the Jayhawks are playing. Right. Um, so you know you'll have all of those teams in one building, or you had all of those teams in one building, and it just makes for a good atmosphere. Right. You know you can't go anywhere. You got to play each other. It's all love. And then everybody goes home. And that was regardless of sneaker brands, independents. Right. Mm -hmm. It was uh, you guys, Adidas. You had Under Armour. You mentioned that you had the Under Armour program. We had um, uh, Nike. Yeah. And then you also had some independents. Also, yeah, so we ended up we ended up with Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, um, Adidas Silver, Under Armour Rise. Then we had teams like uh, New Jersey Force, uh, New Jersey Panthers, or New Jersey Force, which is a, a non-sneaker shoe team. Mm -hmm. Then we had teams from two different countries. We had the Swing Your Hoops from Venezuela and we had a team Brooklyn Elite from Canada. Mm -hmm. So we cover the pretty, you know, a pretty big gambit, wide mm -hmm. gambit of the teams. Was that hard to get done as far as making a phone call? Like, I have a theory on why it was easy. Uh, for, it was. for us, it wasn't hard. Um, there are a couple of things. Logistics, everything's in one gym, right, which is important. Mm -hmm. um, teams want high-level competition in their area. Mm -hmm. um, price point wasn't wasn't high mm -hmm. and our relationships are pretty strong across the board riverside actually sent their 15s and 16s so you literally had every team that's here almost about 95 percent of the teams are in that gym okay so here's a theory um for uh outside person looking at jay david is friends with everyone and has relationships with everyone from jay hawks and no one can say a bad thing about jay david accurate um, I mean, you can't please everyone, so I'm sure you can find a couple people who say some things. Okay, the masses. Um, yeah, like, I just pride myself on being good to people, you know, so 
whatever that may be. Some people see that as a weakness. Um, I don't, uh, but I'm able to pay attention to what I think is things that I should stay away from. But I believe that the first thing, my priority as a man, should be to be good to people and be able to lend that hand, each one teach one. Mm-hmm. And so, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'll be 40 in September. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know this because we grew up in a time where you had a very militant type of mindset. Mm-hmm. It was bad, but you also had a very militant type of mindset. And the way that the people that I came around came up with, each one, each person teach another person, each person lend the hand mm-hmm. and, you know, and pick someone up and take care of it. You handle what you got to handle, mm-hmm. but you take care of those people right, that surround you. As long as they respect you, you respect them, then there's no issues. And that's the way I look at it. Would you agree with that uh, synopsis of Jay David? One, 100%. Um, he's very, very militant. Uh-huh. Very militant. It kind of drives me crazy sometimes. Uh-huh. I'm like, no. Sometimes you got to just relax. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you got to just relax. But the biggest thing that me and Jay and I like to do is always pay it forward. So one of my mentors, Tony Childs, told me this a long time ago. Always pay it forward. People are going to be good to you. People may not be good to you. Mm-hmm. As long as you're good to people, always be good to people, and the people who look out for you always look back out for them. Mm-hmm. And that's big, man. You just gotta walk that way in life. It's just I don't, you know, karma and all the stuff people talk about. I don't know about any of that. Mm-hmm. I just know that that's who I am. If you need me, I'm gonna be there, right? And vice versa. And you know, the people have been great. Like, we have an amazing relationship with a lot of different people, um, and it's not a disingenuous thing to actually want other people to be good and want to take care. Currently in the NBA, could you get five that can compete on a day-to-day basis in the NBA? That's a good current, question. That are currently in the NBA? Yep. Yeah. Who, who you got? Who's your point guard? Kemba. 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 Yeah, yeah. easy. Who's your two? Danny yeah. Green, maybe. The way he shot the Danny Green in the finals? Yeah. Danny's my three. He's your three. Who's your two? Danny's my three. How do Diallo, baby? Now you yeah. put that. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. How many is it? Three. I'll be the three. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. 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 I got I got my scoring Kemba I got yeah. my athlete in, and um um I got my shooter and um uh, Danny yeah. Who, who's your four oh. Mo Hoffman is my uh my uh, glue guy yeah. uh-huh. Do you know who we forgetting though my boy from Long Island what program he went to Half Hour Hills least oh Tobias, oh, Tobias? Tobias. <laughs> that's foul like, you know. Right, it's foul, man. Tobias is Tobias. the dog. Alright, uh, this is where my Queens bias comes in right now? Yeah. Tobias playing a five. Offers a stand. Yeah, <laughs> you still have Mo. You have Mo Bottom. You have uh, Chuck Diallo. Yes. You have um, uh, Spellman, who's in um, oh, right. uh, um, Atlanta. Yeah. Um, it's not a bad roster, though. No, we have, not, uh, we have McCullough. You could, you know, McCullough get back on. There. Oh yeah, uh, Chris, yeah, Chris. We have somebody else. We have on the guard. What you call Donovan Mitchell from New York. Donovan Bad. Mitchell, Bad. He's upstate. He's up Westchester yeah. slash Connecticut, yeah. Greenwich. Donovan moved Danny up out of there. Yes, you're right about that. You're right about that. But Danny still got to stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donovan's there. 
What's the old boy name, man? Jeremy. We keep forgetting we sleeping on Jeremy. Jeremy Hook Lamb. Jeremy Lamb ain't from New York. Oh, yes. Am I bugging? From Connecticut? Bro, he from Queens? No, we not. Oh, but if he is, our bad. We just another. Google Lamb. Am I bugging? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> Yo, I think you're thinking of Deron Lamb, maybe. Deron. Yeah. I didn't say Deron. Jeremy. I meant Deron. Yeah. That's what I meant. Deron. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, Oh, we'll get back to that one. Yeah. <laughs> I got to Google that because I, I almost positive one boy's from Queens. Uh, Deron Lamb is from Queens, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who is? Deron, Deron Lamb. Yeah, you're from Queens. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, we just got to, you know, we need you know, we got to round out the roster. Yeah, we got to fill the salary. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. The 15. Yes. We need somebody on the 15. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's going to get somebody some buckets. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he, he, was a, he was a great uh, player in Kentucky. We got, we got um, I don't know, man. I think we just got to, we got to love love ourselves a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And we look strong for real, for real. Yeah, we got to love ourselves a little bit more. Don't, don't beat ourselves up as much. We're not as bad as everybody think. And we just love what comes from us. And stop sure. chopping each other's legs off. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. yeah. It don't make no sense, man. We got some amazing people out here, man. Coach Forty at Seton Hall. These people are from us. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Uh, you know, Coach Mani at UConn. Yep. Andre Barrett in the, in the, in the league. Uh, Rod. Tali. Rod. You know what I'm saying? Rod Strickland. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you turn the TV on, like, Kane Smith. Right. So we, got, we just got to love us. Yo, so, and, I'm, and I spoke to a college coach today, earlier today, um, and I'm, I'm, we're going to sit down and do something soon, but why is the stigma attached to New York City assistance is just to recruit us over? No, it's not New York City. It's, it's not New York City. Oh, I mean, I'm, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, uh, yeah. oh, let's do it. All right, let's it's, do it. It's, it's, why is it African-American uh, coaches considered just to recruit us? I don't know what that is, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think it's, it, it's that's Both so it? much more. Both yeah. It? yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, we're so, we so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, these coaches that I just named, these dudes know what they're doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. These guys know what they're doing. They're hella coaches, like amazing coaches. It's just um, we're in a different game, and we need to be able to, you know, show what we can do. Mm-hmm. And I think we get the opportunity to hear some really good coaches out there. Um, you know, so Coach Jones down in Norfolk, he's the head coach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, so mm-hmm. that's important. So, Van. You know, Van, Coach Van at, at St. John's now. St. John's now, yeah. You know, we're more than that. So, right. Um, we just got to keep showing. Uh, we, we have head coaches. Okay, uh, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Right. We have Houston a shot. State. We have shot at um, St. Peter's. Yeah. Um, I don't well, think people understand how big uh, having a black head coach St. John's is. Boise State. Oh yeah, uh, Mike. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think I don't think people understand that. So I sat down with somebody not too long ago. He said basically New York City pride, as you mentioned earlier, with that New York tag attached to you, mm-hmm. rides a little bit on New York Knicks and St. John's Red oh, Storms. Oh no, it's it's simple. When those two teams are really, really good, yeah, it trickles down All the way and down. they become really, really good. Right, right. So when you first look at New York City, oh, New York City's not that good. Right. Why New York City's not that good? St. John's not that good. Nick's not that good. Right. So that means the high school automatically is not that good. Correct. Which is wrong. Right, right. Um, St. John's had a good year last year, solid year solid. last year. Mm-hmm. I believe that with the staff at St. John's now, they're going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Manhattan mm-hmm. has been really good. Mm-hmm. Stony Brook. Mm-hmm. Really had a good year last Iona is perennial power. Mm-hmm. Um, St. Francis, I like Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. These teams are good in their leagues, mm-hmm. right? But you see New York Knicks and St. John's. Mm-hmm. So that's what you see. So and the Q's. Right. And the Q's. So, yeah. so you automatically think 
all these things. It's it's just perception, right? And everyone's perception is different because they're all looking through it a different lens, right? And we, we're in New York lens, exactly. Right, right, right. Uh, any parting words you want to end as far as um, New York City as the mecca, and New York City as um, us? That the narrative needs to change as far as the world is concerned. Um, I want us on the Jayhawks. I want, I want, I want us in New York City to be able to teach our kids that the basketball is the vehicle and not the end all be all. Right? Um, it's the you know everything else that comes with it mm-hmm. is what I would like for our kids to have. I want our kids to have the substance. I want us to give them the tools. So when they go to college, mm-hmm. they can stay in college, mm-hmm. right? When they go to college, they are making the right choice, and those choices aren't for anyone else, mm-hmm. right? Um, we have amazing young ambassadors. We have amazing young men that are coaching now and coming up. You know, Drew being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, TJ Tibbs, the good scholars down now. Brian Shea, um, you know, he was down at the school in, in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, like we have amazing, Adam Street, right? Adam, yeah, we have amazing coaches um, in New York City. Um, I just want us to be able to give these kids another option, mm-hmm. and not for them to feel like it's Division One or bust. Mm-hmm. It's go to college, right, or get a job, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And what happens is, they say, if I don't get a Division One scholarship, I got to go prep school. No one's educating them what actually happens. You know, at prep school, or why you need to go to prep school, or even if going to prep school is going to get you to D one. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I want us to be able to give the kids something else, and I think that's what our program is providing. I think a lot of programs are going towards that. I just believe that we have the platform, and that's why I'm so vocal with that. Mm-hmm. Right? We're going to always have good basketball players. Mm-hmm. I just want to be able to give them another avenue. Yep. Basketball and life. Um, continue to use basketball to prepare you for once you leave that gym mm-hmm. or that park where you're grouping at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that simple for me, personally. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you having us. Yeah. Nah, seriously, we um, again, this platform primarily is just to help our people understand the narrative that's attached to New York, and that's not necessarily what's being portrayed. It's not actually the truth, and that we really do have some really good, talented players and programs here in New York. And what lacks sometimes is that you guys don't get really you know, pats on the back for doing what you're doing. Um, anybody can see it. We have certain players, but you guys are trying to get them to the next level academically as well as basketball-wise. Yeah, we appreciate that. And um, it goes back to our mantra back in the days, academics, basketball, character. And I think that you guys, ABCs, I think you guys exemplify, exemplify that in your program. And um, you guys are much needed here in New York. Um, and also, I'll be bigger in New York in, in the United States and also abroad. So we're going to wrap up here another podcast of the Mecca. Uh, We had the Jayhawks hierarchy. We had uh, Jay, and we had my main man D over here. And we just basically spoke about what we are as far as New York City, their program, and how they're trying to make a little change as far as the programming is concerned and the narrative. Um, Thanks again, man. Appreciate you guys stopping by. Thank you for staying here. I like your bees, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, boy, a lot of damn bees. Yeah, they need something, God. Yeah, right. Or they just reminders or something. Uh, you pretty rich. <laughs> pretty rich. Pretty rich. Yeah, come on, God. <laughs> we out of here. Thank you. Uh, yeah.